tell them to bring me my money. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast season two, episode eight, week four of college football and week three of the NFL. We are here. Boys are here. Boys are happy. Um, I'm not sure how everybody's betting weekend went. It was a little bit blurry to me. Long day on Saturday for obvious reasons that we'll talk about. Um, But let's talk to him. Let's talk to Jacob first since he just got here. Jake, how are we? How's your night going? How was your bets? Works is busy this week, but that's beside the point. Um, really, like the Saturday was fantastic. I, I cannot complain. Um, after I got home at about one, mm-hmm. I plopped my rear ass on the couch, and rear I did not ass. get rear out. ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah rear ass, the rear that's one. one. Football boy over there. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. Anyways, I watched football from one in the afternoon until the Iowa game ended at one thirty at night. So I watched football for twelve straight hours, um, and my bets were fine. I don't know. Uh, so I didn't lose money. I actually won a couple bucks, but yeah. And my team beat the shit out of Ohio and didn't have a hangover like people predicted. So I cannot complain about anything football related, except my NFL team sucks. But who gives a shit? Okay, fair enough. Pretty good weekend. Let's talk to the other side. Let's go to Jordan. Jordan, how was your weekend betting-wise and life-wise? Uh, it was a pretty eventful weekend. Uh, we were doing stuff uh, pretty much all weekend, different breweries, restaurants, the whole shebang. Uh, I had a good betting weekend. I went 5-2. and two. Uh, Very happy with that. Very happy with that. Shout-out to Shafe on the live Alabama I don't think we're going to get ULM. better than that, no. JP, the rest of the year. We're basically sitting – I'm sitting at a brewery. And I get a text from Schaefer. I go, Alabama, minus 66 and a half right now. Get on the other side. There's no way. <laughs> so I jump on my phone. And as I'm placing the bets, Schaefer calls me and goes, did you do it? Don't do that much. I go, buddy, <laughs> if this misses, I will personally pay you back with your from your own money that you lose. So I that was a great live bet opportunity. I mean, you just knew Saban wasn't going to do that to people. Nobody does that to other teams and just blow them out by 70. and a half, man. What a fucking line. <laughs> what a line. 28 nothing before the first quarter like was halfway over or something. It was like, yeah, yeah we'll take plus 66, 66 and a half. Uh, but yeah, I went five and two, man. I doesn't get much better than that. That's feeling real good. There it is. The good board, weekend. By the way, I told you I love the board. I told you I love the board. I delivered. You delivered. The board sucked. Uh, <laughs> uh, Reese, how was your betting weekend? I can't complain. I did lose money. Um, did not do well, like, well this weekend. Went. Went to went uh, two and five. No, but what we did we did do uh, heavy on the uh, Syracuseville unit and a half. But that was also electric. I haven't been to a college football game since Nebraska last year. And I mean the Carrier Dome, which is now GMA Wireless, whatever the fuck they call it, but it's Carrier Dome. Everybody's gonna call it that. Um, that game was so boring in the first half, but then like that fourth quarter, I'm sure everybody who's listening, you saw the highlights and all that stuff. That game got electric really fast and out of hand. And it was just a blast to be there. I've never cheered for Syracuse football my entire life, but I made friends with like six guys around me. So you just have those guys where anytime, anytime something good happens, you just go high five each other, start screaming. Each guys other. being dudes, man. This guy's being dudes. Like guy, guy misses a kick. We got some touchdowns. We got, we didn't get many stops, but we answered. Um, Garrett Trader, hell of a player for listening. Thank you, man. You're a great, you're a great guy. <laughs> for listening. You're out there, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, betting weekend for me did not go well. One in four in college football. Tried to make up for it again. Like I said, I wasn't going to. Didn't happen. Uh, just made it worse. But we're back. It's a new week. Uh, I lost the side of the Syracuse bet. Number 87, if you're out there, fuck <laughs> you. Fuck I, you. The stat lines that was going on for that game was crazy. The Schrader in the first half was four for nine for 35 yards. O'Connell was 25 of 29 for like 180. Like, what is going on there? And then we finally figured out in the second half, but like Purdue was fucking that whoever their tight end was in that uh, 15 young or something like that, some guy, like that was fucking good. Every time I check the score, Purdue's winning, and then all of a sudden, I turn the game on on my phone, and they're kicking the extra point to go up 29-25. I'm like, shit, that got close, but there's only 40 seconds left. I should edge it out. And then I watch Dickhead McFartfuck <laughs> yelling at another player after an extra point. The touchdown was literally 45 to 50 seconds took, ago. Calm down. I took pictures. There was, in the, in the, within, like, back-to-back possessions, Syracuse kicked off, or no, Purdue kicked off from their own 10. Ten, and then Syracuse kicked off from the thirty-five. <laughs> so Holy kicked, shit! He a field goal. He's like, good. Buddy's running his mouth after catching a go-ahead touchdown against Syracuse. Go what on. are you doing? Yeah, and then there was just some bad. There was some debatable calls at the end. That guy probably caught that ball on the sideline. That PI was absolute bullshit, but I think that might have been a makeup call from the catch. But they reviewed the catch, so they shouldn't have had to make a makeup call. Bullshit. Just bullshit. Got homered. Pat, move along. It's like a half it's like a half of half a loss for me on that one. That's bullshit. That's the second time Purdue's beat me this year, so fuck them. Um anyway, let's move on. Betting recaps are in the books. Let's go to team recaps. Not a very exciting week. Um probably better for the other two on this podcast, but uh, I'll let them talk first. Schaefer, obviously not a hangover game for Iowa State. They prevail, handle Ohio pretty easily, put up a, a bunch of points. So how did you feel about Iowa State's win? Yeah, I mean, some sloppiness in the second half, but uh, it was interesting to watch Campbell play a ton of backups, literally from the kickoff uh, as the second half began. Um, just getting a lot of young guys, a lot of reps. Special teams keeps fucking up. Um, it's obviously nobody really wants to talk about it when we beat the shit out of Ohio, but if it happens this week, I'm going to absolutely lose my fucking mind, but I don't doubt Campbell's been harping down that all week. Uh, and he's been harping that, that man, for two years. It's had the same. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's even worse when we have two freshman punters and a kicker. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really impressed with the offense so far. Uh, we have some guys coming back for this week. I, Yeah. I just can't complain about it, really. Okay. There it is. Uh, let's go over to JP, who was up until 1.30 a.m. watching football as Iowa had a three-hour delay, and then they ran one play, and then another hour delay. Uh, how was that, Jordan? Uh, you know, they looked they look fine. Uh, offensively, defense was disgusting as usual, but uh, they looked fine on offense. I mean, Petrus had a, had a pulse. I think there is that they played a really, really shitty defense. Uh, but he did make open throws, which is all you could ask of a guy in that position. So I think a lot of it has to do with can you is that enough to get confidence going or is that just a placeholder for a week? You know, uh, yeah, not not too excited about uh, Saturday night, just with the fact that everybody expects it to be such a shit game. So like it's a lo- almost a lose lose. Like if you lose, you're going to lose your shit. If you barely win, you're like. Holy shit, we still suck. So, 
uh, yeah, not, not a bad weekend. Can't complain. So, again, not eventful, kind of. Everything I've seen for that game has been like a punter off. Like, it's supposed to be Tory yeah. Taylor versus Rutgers punter. Like, it's yeah. that's every advertisement. It's 35. It's 35. Yeah, it's gone up. I thought, it was 34. I it's 34. That's a fucking grind fest out there, boys. <laughs> I was talking to Reese. There's a game. Uh, Reese, what game was that? Oh, Ohio State and Wisconsin. The first half over under is 30. I just feel like that's too many. But I'm not playing it. Spoiler no, alert. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. 30 well, points in the first half, and that one's 35 for the game. Um, okay, we'll do it quickly. Uh, Nebraska got shit pumped. It looked great. First drive looked good. I thought we were going to win the football game. It was crazy. We come with a sack. They punt. All the momentum. We we somersaulted down the field. It was crazy. But then I forgot, like, other teams can make adjustments defensively. It's just us that don't. So that's what happened. And then they put up 600 more yards, totaling um, 1,246 yards given up in the last eight quarters of football. That's how your defense coordinator gets fired. That's what happens Sunday, and that's where we're at. So it's nice to be at a bye week. Um, usually they suck because your team's not playing. you got nothing to look forward to. But now it's like a week off. So we'll see what happens. Um, it is. It's great. It's like a week off of pain and sadness, and then I can just you know watch other games that I don't have anything invested in that don't ruin the rest of my weekend. Vikings shit the bed on Monday. So we're rolling. My team sucks still. <laughs> We're rolling. It must be football season. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But Eric Chenander out as defensive coordinator, promotion to a special team coordinator, defensive coordinator. It's just, I don't know. They're just feeling things out, I guess, for the rest of the year. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Okay, let's jump to it. Um, news from week three. What did you guys take away from the week? Obviously, there's big headlines. Herm Edwards. I think he got fired on the field. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. What was was that? It had to be. Either <laughs> let's have, it was either let's have a conversation or. It really, no, it was, it was short. It, did you see it? But you know. Herm's like, yeah. okay, I understand. And then it just like walked off. <laughs> That's why I think it was either we're going to have this conversation later or it was like, yeah. You know. That's insane. Yeah. What kind of, it's what like, kind of, like, I don't care if you're going to do it. Like, he probably knows it's coming. Just oh, wait yeah. till you get to the office. I mean, Fuck come that. on, dude! No, no, you lose to Eastern Michigan at home. Fuck you! you dude, know, see backup, they're back quarterback. They're flying a Mac flag in the middle on the floor. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Fired. They're flying like, a Mac oh, flag, no. not the Eastern Michigan flag. The oh, Mac. No. It was for the whole Mac. Guys losing his livelihood. Eastern Michigan's <laughs> waving at midfield. Love it. Um, App State Hail Mary, obviously biggest play of the week. I was pissed because I had App State minus 12 and a half. You guys said hangover game. I said no way. Who do you think was right? <laughs> uh, a little bit of a hangover game. Thought they were going to lose it. They're down, they're down what, 28-25? Huge for my App State future bet. I didn't even fucking realize it. I was like, oh, shit, that was a conference game, and I still have App State future. But he doesn't know the conferences uh, anymore. To win the conference. I just didn't even <laughs> think about it. Like I completely forgot that was like my only future bet I had. Yeah. Um, yeah, should have had, had more with my Jayhawks. Should have put fucking money on it. I remember Jordan and I talking about it in July. We're like, dude, honestly, they just got to win one conference game. They'll get the over if they win one fucking conference game. They're three and zero. They haven't even played a fucking Big Twelve. Uh, they have played a Big Twelve game, I should say that. But they're already three and zero. I think it was two and a half, wasn't it? Or was it three? It's two and a half. I two think. and a half. Yeah. yeah. Then 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 over Son of a bitch. Yeah, missed so, on that one bitch. early. <laughs> And then oh, Kansas State loses at home to Tulane, fourteen to ten. The offense did not come out to play; defense was still there. Um, 
you know, I'm having a bad betting day, right? Like you're going about your day, your bets aren't hitting. You're already pissed off. You're, you watch your team get beat 49-14. You're in the stadium for that to happen. Then you look down and you're losing money. And then Schaefer, who is the biggest dickhead I know. I like when I'm right. Sends a message. <laughs> I like when I'm right. Hey, wasn't I right about Kansas State? <laughs> wasn't I right about my fishing? I said, can I get a quote from my Kansas State? That was a low. Oh, I gave you a quote. We're not going to talk about it. Queen podcast, kid show. Um, But what a fucking bullshit move out of Jake. We all we ask for on this podcast is for quotes, and like we want to reference back to them. Not in the middle of while you're losing. Wait till day after, Jake. It wasn't in the middle. I mean, you lost already. So I wanted to say, no, it's in the middle of the day. I'm still losing other games, you dick. Still losing other games. It's in the middle of a shitty day. Fuck. Um, okay, Mark, you're going to fucking remember that one. Oh, I'll remember. Every bet this week. I don't care if it's losing. You know when action when a game first starts and you're automatically in the red? I'm just yeah. going to text you every time you're in the red. Every in game. Order, no, in order for you to do that, you have to go against one of my picks, give a reason, and then when it loses, be like, hey, fuckhead, wasn't I right? That's what well, you, that's. That's the maybe it happens in the board. I'm just gonna give a reason just so I can next week. Every pick you give, I'm gonna find a reason, <laughs> and we'll, we'll go from there. But uh, any other headlines from week three that you guys want to touch on? I just think um, it's kind of interesting to see uh, Georgia and the offense looks more explosive than it was last year. I think that's something to kind of behold to look at. The defense looks just as good, less names on that side of the football, but Stetson Bennett looks really good. Um, and Kirby Smart's got something rocking down there right now. I don't think that's a knock on South Carolina and what uh, Shane Beamer's doing there, but damn. Oh, uh, my God. Do you think South Carolina plays hard, JP? Do you think Dude, they play hard? He got so mad. And then did you, see him, did you see the look he gave um, the sideline when they had to stop the game because the softball right. team was walking? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. He was so bad. Get off! Yeah, he was pissed. They were like celebrating Title Nine or something, but they did it so poorly that they yeah. like overlapped into the That's game. That's the stadium like, director's fault. They're like oh, whoever yeah. directs that shit. That's whoever does that, that walk-in, walk-off stuff. See, imagine in the middle of Beamer getting throttled by Georgia, his buddy sends him a text about something that happened earlier in the game. That's what Schaefer does. Don't be the Dick Schaefer. Oh, my God. I leave him alone throughout the day unless it's good. He's like, all right, oh hey, Shane, I uh, hate to break it to you, but you got to play <laughs> offense at some point today. <laughs> hate to break it to you, but you've given up 35 already. Yeah, the defense is looking great. No. Yeah, tough. That's tough. But I would say too. my, my uh, headline of the week, or something that kind of stood out to me, is the fucking gap. And I mean, it's a gap a semi could drive through between the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. Holy shitballs. I don't know if that's anything new. I know, but like it's really apparent this year. I think. Well, yeah. I, well, like, it's supposed to be one of the stronger East, and it was going to be a bad West from the get. I mean, there is but a this problem. Bad? I mean, I mean, we knew it would be bad. We just we. The problem well, is, is nobody knows how to fix it, and you can't fix it. Time takes care of itself. It's like yeah. just swallow your pill and run off, scurry. I love how. Going back, staying on the Big Ten topic, going back to, I also just thought of this. Have you guys seen UCLA's crowds the last two weeks? 
Oh, yeah, they're embarrassing. Brutal. How bad that looks for the Big Ten. They like, don't know shit. No, that you hear them? They can surf, dude. Well, why wouldn't I be surfing at one eight, one o'clock in the afternoon? Why would I want to go watch college football? Shit. We're, but we're also sharks. Mean, uh, we're also important at the same time. We're important, but we don't. We have other things better to do. Yeah, that's it's fair. Fucking dumb. That's um, so stupid. Other week three topics that we covered everything pretty much, I think. Um, I ask one question. Good week. I want to get an opinion. Am I too early on this? Because I told Jordan, it was also kind of a, he talked, texted me Saturday night. He goes, Fresno State. I go, buddy, USC is fucking good and they can't get stopped. So is USC, is it too early to say, are they a playoff contender yet? Are they legit? I'm not saying anything because they open up with the Pac 12 this week. Um, I don't know. I feel like this week will be a good tell for it. Like, cause you know, you Washington state team that won on the road at Wisconsin had a little scare early in the year against Idaho. I feel like this is a better tell than Stanford would have been because Stanford obviously is that team that yeah. everybody thinks is an upset potential team, but like mm-hmm. Washington state's already proven it. So I feel like after this week, I'll have a better answer, but as of now, they look fucking good. They were my only win last week. I like betting on them. Caleb Williams is a stud. Yeah. He's looking good. They're, they're, so. they're looking fast. I don't Penn know. State, Looks pretty darn good, too. Auburn's terrible, but Penn yeah. State looks pretty darn good. Penn State looked fucking good. That's yeah, a great day. point. Tough day for the Sean Clifford haters, man. That's a tough day for them. Yeah, except he did get – did you see him get walloped yeah, on that one page? He absolutely got demolished. <laughs> yeah, he and, then he went, and then he went three yards on a quarterback sneak. Next play. The guy's a grinder. He's just yeah. a grinder. Yeah, he got guts. That's experience. He's been hit like that before. He's 55 years old. I know. I'm um, pretty sure Erlacher hit him like that. Bo Nick yeah, Brian Bosworth fucking took a shot at him oh, yeah. earlier. BYU, um, man. Tough schedule, tough living up there going up to you. Yeah, dude. They not scored really enough. Having a job independent. Another interesting game this week, Oregon. Yeah, they just – they literally – I don't know. They just felt like they never really had a chance in that game. It felt like Oregon mm-hmm. was top to bottom, no. just start to finish kind of like – that's why I thought the three and a half was weird to go. I, it feels like a trap that says take BYU, BYU, but it's like smell the rat, go the other way. But I was like, ah, I'm good on all those plays, actually. All those three and a half. So I was like, yeah, you know what? No, thanks. I, I would like say. No, you go ahead, man. I'm kind of getting off a different topic, but we're talking about teams that look good. I think everyone needs to slow the roll on Oklahoma. Like everyone's like all about Oklahoma now and how they're easily – the fourth best team in the country. They're a college football playoff team. I think everybody Schaefer. needs to fucking relax. Schaefer, don't say anything. Shh. What? Later, later in the later in the pod here, man. Don't go blowing everything. I agree. I don't. I mean, what's a tell from the, right. from putting a hundred yards against Nebraska? Georgia Southern did the same thing and lost the week after. Yeah, I think the the defense looked good. I mean, Nebraska's offense was looking solid all year. I think that was the best part. But like. Who cares that they put up 49 points, like you said? I mean, the other teams have done that the last three weeks. So I'm the starting defense for Oklahoma played two and a half quarters, maybe. Yeah, like yeah. Two, They played like 35 minutes. Right. So Dogs are on the hunt this week. Dogs are on the hunt. But we'll see. Um, Dogs are barking. <laughs> okay, let's go to a different topic, kind of something different. We're trying to shorten up these segments a little bit so we can take longer on picks. But one thing we want to address beforehand, let's talk about – just a basic conversation topic. One thing that you think would be good for college football that would suck for you personally. Something you believe in 
that you know that that's grinded from your roots, but would be good for the game. Maybe a team being good. Let's start with Reese. I got one that's gonna. I mean, it doesn't affect me because I'm a team personally, but I know it piss off Jordan. That's Texas being back. That was my. Idea. I think that would piss off Schaefer that more. Piss, that I would think. definitely piss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You all, you, J- 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 you're the one more. who goes in on Texas, like like fan bases the most. You talk about Texas. Convention. I do not talk about Texas the most. I talk yes, about the fan base. I was going to talk about the most. No, I do. I said it last week because it annoys Ty, me. Ty, Ty message in the group chat, and you brought up the four fan groups, and you always every time you do mention Texas. I'm just saying they're not my biggest dislike. I don't. I, if they were back, I think it'd be great for football. But me. The sentence of me saying Texas is back or saying if they were back is kind of fucking annoying because either you're good or you're not. And so I've just got to see a lot more. Uh, that would piss a lot of people off in the world. I completely agree. But it would be good because it would diversify uh, where recruits are going and where the power is in college football. But then they're going to the SEC anyway. And so the SEC is going to pound their chest about that shit yeah. if they are, become good again. I do think it'd be good for everybody, though. I feel like we're missing something here. Nobody on this podcast probably hates Texas more than I do. Schaefer, you, you guys were never competitive against Texas the entire years growing up. We fucking played them every year tough. They always beat us. I hate Texas more than anybody here. No, fuck no, that would be that would be terrible if Texas came back. I hate that fan base. I despise that school. They have a pussy in the middle of their stadium. There's a literal vagina. You see that thing? It looks like a uvula. It looks like a fucking IUD. Their entrance with their logo, that looks like a pussy. Fuck that school. Yeah. Look at the entrance. It looks like a vagina. You're talking like the end zone where the seats are? Yes. That looks like a vagina. Like a diagram when you open a health book in eighth grade and there was a vagina and you tapped your buddy's shoulder and laughed. That's what it looked like. Parents have fun explaining what a vagina is in the car right now. Fuck that school. That would be terrible. But there is a lot of people that agree with that. They want Texas to be good. And that would be mine. As I'd say, I think Notre Dame being good, it makes it a little bit more fun just because they're an independent. They can play a, a little bit different of a schedule and kind of create big games for teams early in the year um, with how bad they've looked. I think it's better when they're competitive and you have a week one or week two game with the ACC or the SEC against Notre Dame. And it's a little bit more fun. I don't want them to be great, like playoff great, because you've seen what happens when they go to the playoff. It's not good. But I think they could be better, and that would make the sport better in general. I do hate Notre Dame. We have the same, same standing there, a little history with Nebraska. But um, I do think it, college football is a little bit more fun, especially early in the year when Notre Dame's good. Well, if we're doing all, all team-based, uh, USC being good in a national power would piss me off. To See, an yeah, to That's just because you guys hate the Pac-12 so much. I, I was about to say, I was like, I want the Pac-12 to be good. Well, here comes USC and the five fans they have, and then they get to beat their drum and you know scream from the mountaintops that they're the best program in America, and then nobody even wants to go to the games. It's like, oh, that just that would piss me off. But it'd be good because you now bring in the West Coast. You keep the West Coast kids on the West Coast to go to those schools and bring in another conference into the fold for the playoff that's mostly been irrelevant from it outside of Washington one year and Oregon. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, uh, you know, like it, it'd be good, but it would also suck because you'd have to listen to people for, for strong on Twitter and all these celebs and all these people going to games now just to be seen there and not that they care. So that would piss me off a little bit. Won't lie to you. Schaefer. Last one. I'm kind of a fan base college football traditionalist i would consider myself a traditionalist 
at least. Um, I think that it would kind of drive me nuts if it happened, but I do think for the betterment of college football and for these super conferences going forward, I think that the divisions need to be merged or like no divisions. I'm sorry. I think it just all needs to be either cross merged, um, somehow evenly played out or all just one big conference. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no Pac-12 now? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. The two best teams always play each other. I mean, it's like the Big 12, but the Big 12 really couldn't do it in the first place because we were short on teams. I think the conference championship needs to be um, both teams, best two teams in the conference going head-to-head um, for it. especially when the 12-team playoff is going to come out soon. Uh, you need to have your best two teams with autom- – mm-hmm. if we're, they're going the automatic bid route, you need to have the best two teams playing uh, in that conference title to get the true good teams in the t- – uh, the 12 team playoff. I hate it. I wish it kind of sucks. I miss the old days of like the big 12 North. I think that the, it, the big 10 looks good with the divisions they have, but unfortunately it's so fucking one-sided right now. It's just not good for college football. With what you just said, does that include bringing all conference title games back? Like every conference has a title game. If you're I don't know what, what team does, what conference doesn't have a title game anymore. Does not. Yeah, it doesn't. So you said, I don't know if. I don't think there is one. Now, I mean, the Big 12 has one now. Sunbelt did one finally. Um, like, they all play it. Sometimes they play it at their own home stadium. Who the fuck doesn't have one? I don't know. So I think Sunbelt's first one, one was last year. Yeah. So I think everyone's on the route of playing one. Not to, like, be a doubter on that, but 12 team playoff, are you going to keep the conference title games? They don't really mean that much anymore. Yeah, I think they said that. I think they said that, and then they that wasn't their talks of eliminating like one non-conference game. That are, yeah, that are you cut FCS games and pay games, and then now these programs that rely on a lot of that money are hurt, which sucks too because you don't want to see those programs not get that money. Uh, but I mean, you do you feel like that it. opens up? Do you feel like that opens up recruiting a little bit though? Like with those ch- schools having higher chances of making the college football playoff, like I feel like that could be beneficial for those schools in the long run. Maybe not money wise, obviously like the run the team. Yeah, like a Sun Belt team, like Georgia Southern would get more recruits because if they go and beat Nebraska and then win out, they have a way higher percent chance to make the top twelve than they would have the top four. So does, is, does that open the recruiting field? It doesn't hurt, but it doesn't do as much as. You think? I'm trying to think of what the phrasing. How it's I gonna say it it's is. gonna help narrow the gap between like Georgia all the way at the top right now, and like Alabama, those are two all the time, and then it's usually everybody else. By you expanding that twelve or whatever, like looking at it, those guys that want to go to Michigan or Michigan State, like those kind of those teams that are always just around, instead of having to always want to go to Georgia and all that shit. If there's these teams that have these chances to go there every single year. Whether it being well, like those are just going to open up more recruiting trans, like more recruiting possibilities. I mean, like transfer right now, everybody's going to try to transfer to Alabama, Georgia, um, fucking all those schools. Like they're going to be going to other schools that are going to have other opportunities to go do this. I think that's how you're going to get rid of that massive gap where it's Alabama, Georgia at the top, and then everybody else. The best way to do that is having kids come to these other schools, so the talent wise or the talent pool isn't so heavy at the top. I think to that point, like in recent history, you could add teams in there like Oklahoma State. I don't think they've been outside the top 12 in the final ranking in the last four or five years. They would be as common as Alabama and Georgia in the college football playoff if it had been 12 teams. Is it for a recruit? Like I'm thinking me personally, if I was a recruit, on a scale of one to 10, how much does it really matter that this team is in the playoff every year? Like since when does that 
take this precedent over the campus, the coaching staff, your scheme and how I fit into it. Um, pro exposure, like just things like that. You know what I'm saying? That still holds true in college recruiting. Like you want to feel at home just because a team is good does not mean it is a fit for you as a player, as a person, as a college athlete. Right. So it doesn't help. Yes. But by giving more out, you are now making this thing less valuable. So if what I about you, if I gave you a hundred dollars right now, Parks, I, had I need it. I gave it all to you. Yeah, and I gave it all to you. That's pretty valuable, hundred dollars, right? Damn right. And if I and if I gave Reese a hundred five and Schaefer hundred ten, yours isn't that valuable anymore. It's like ah, kind of whatever. Like you have a hundred dollars now, but now it costs fifty dollars for a tank of gas, or like or more people are getting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's only so much of it to go around that makes a big difference, and so I think that plays but it doesn't hurt to be in it it's not going to hurt to be a part of it that's for sure but i don't think the gap closes as much as you think just based on the playoff it's just gonna it's gonna take time would it be a bigger would it be a bigger impact transfer portal wise than you think recruiting yeah i i think the transfer portal thing goes both ways uh, and we've kind of yeah. seen it that way where these uh four or five star kids go to these programs like alabama georgia blah, 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 right? And they don't play, like, their sophomore year, maybe they don't play, and they're like, ooh, maybe, you know, I'm too damn good to be on the bench. Uh, a little bit of, you know, what what's for me now? I was told this, whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's a five other of me at the same position. I'll go play at uh, Northwestern. I'll go play at Nebraska. I'll go play at Virginia Tech. I'll go play at, you know, wherever, right? Because there's opportunity, and you can play now. These kids that are coming in behind me are just as good. There's kids in front of me that are just as good, same age. But then there's also the kids like a Jameer Gibbs uh, that you saw go up. Uh, uh, Mumfeld at Pitt that came from Akron, was freshman All-American. Now he's at Pitt making a lot of moves. You know what I mean? Like that's possible mm-hmm. for everybody. It goes both ways. Um, but, yeah, I do. That's that's why you got to get a handle on the transfer portal, man, because if you get a couple teams, like you've already seen it, man, Jameer Gibbs, Jermaine Burton, Eli Ricks, they're like, oh, Alabama looks pretty tasty right now. Like, I should go get a piece of that. Go get me a national championship ring. Oh, off they go, right? Three superstars. Right. Okay, good talk, good topic. Let's go to the fun part, what you're here for, week four, bets, picks, lines, predictions, um, roundtable style as always. We will start with Reese this week. Let him open it up. How many plays, just to be clear, so I know the rotation. I have three myself, JP. Uh, I have, sorry, I got to count these out. You're good. Two official, uh, seven that I'd like to talk about. Okay. Seven, a lot of topics. <laughs> two from Reese, two from JP Schaefer. How many you got? I have four. Four. Okay. Schaefer's the chalk this week. He's got four. I have three. The other two have two. Let's start with Schaefer so he can round us out. Schaefer. Sure. Yeah, uh, we talked about this team a little earlier sure. in the podcast. Yeah. We talked about uh, one of the more sure. impressive teams <laughs> in the – God damn it. Sure. One of yeah. the more impressive teams feel of, great, the, does it? of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with Penn State minus 26 against my central chip, uh, Michigan Chippewa. Chip? Uh, a team that – Wow. They yeah, cover like, for you miraculously. Yeah, I, Come on, dude. I feel like car- bullshit. Karma's, karma's coming my way, isn't it? That, I, 
I would feel that way too. I just think that this is a good football team in Penn State, and uh, they've done it time and time again with a, just a, such an impressive win last week on the road. Hangover spot is what I think. I think this could be a chips cover hangover <laughs> I, spot for I, I sure. Thought that. Thought that. <laughs> um, I thought that through, but they got Northwestern next week. So where where is the hangover? You know what I mean? I don't hangover right here. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to take Penn State. They've played a MAC team before. They played Ohio two weeks ago, handled them. They were 27.5-point favorites in that game. Handled it easily. This team uh, holds uh, rushing attacks to 97 yards a game. That's 32nd in the country. So that's pretty pretty uh, encouraging going against Lou Nichols in that Central Michigan offense. And I just think the way that – Penn State runs the ball on the other end. I think Nick Singleton has just been phenomenal. He's averaging over 100 yards a game. I think they are just going to – I don't know. They're going to hold on to the ball for a while, and Central Michigan is going to struggle to score points. I don't think they're like Oklahoma State. I don't think they're going to let a bad Central Michigan team back into it when they get a big lead. So, hopefully that stands tall. Okay, there it is. Let's go to um, Jordan for a play. We're betting against the Gold Domers. Somebody want a piece of this? Schaefer, I'm looking at you. Uh, no. Um, I said they were going to win last week. I said they were not going to lose last week. I guaranteed it, and they didn't. That's somewhere Um, I I expected somebody to be against it. I'm staying away from it. I do not like it. See, Jordan, I need to go head-to-head with you, but I don't want to bet on them. But I like the – I have a pick in this game that I like. What's the pick? JP, what's the pick? North Carolina. Okay. Uh, I believe yeah, no. pick one or one, something like that right now. Uh, to be completely honest with you, I think this is a North Carolina team that even though they're not very good defensively and that'd be underselling their inability to stop even a soul, that Notre Dame team is just not feeling – there's not a lot of confidence flying around that room in South Bend right now. Uh, Marcus Freeman is still a guy I think that can be a really good coach there. But to be completely honest with you, it's confidence versus a team that could literally dice you into pieces. Uh, Drake may is a great quarterback. Uh, Mac Brown, a seasoned. he's been around it. He understands the situation in the spot. Uh, can you really get drew pine to be the guy right now? Like it. And I know what are you going to like? I understand what people will say. They'll be like, Hey, here's your opportunity to let this kid loose on a defense. That is so bad. It doesn't stop anything, but dude, you just got in a battle with Marshall. I was gonna say he had that he had that opportunity last week. Yeah, you got in a battle with Cal, who is not good. This is not the Cal of 2012, like wherever, like early 2010s, where they were battling. It was a nine. It's a bad. It's a bad Cal team. Uh, and just to be, I just want to take the offense that I know is a proven commodity, and I can deal with the defense in that spot. And it's only one point. I basically just need you to win the football game. So I'll take the heels uh, and a very talented offense in that spot. Um, and I thought, I thought I was getting somebody on that one. I really thought I was going to get Schaefer on the other edge no, of that. God, no, I, I, I took him last week. I just based it on the fact that I just didn't think Cal was a very good football team. Um, and I wanted to see more out of Notre Dame. I, I just, that tweet kind of said it all when Tommy Reese is screaming in Drew Pine's ear, do your fucking job. And I just think he's well, too inexperienced for Tommy right Reese, now. Man. People out there are saying that shit's too harsh. That dude knew. The quarterback was probably like just not his head like, yeah, I understand, blah, blah, blah. It was coach bad. being a coach. People who don't think that goes on behind the scenes are delusional. Oh, yeah. That's, there would be a lot of uh, 
football coaches if they let the media into everything and the normal civilian into practices. Wouldn't be a Correct. lot left in the world. Uh, did you guys see today, just staying on North Carolina, that it's the first time ever that Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky are all undefeated? Yeah, it's a basketball ever. school. First time they're all three and It's a great Final Four. Yeah, that is, they're, they're <laughs> football schools now. Um, but, okay, let's go to Reese for a play. Uh, we'll just stay on that one with uh, Jordan. I like the over in that game at 57 and a half. Um, we just talked about how Drake May is doing very well. Um, that office is averaging 51 points a game, uh, nearly 550 yards per game. Although defense is giving up almost 40. Um, so that just, they're not very good on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball and they're going to score points. So it's like someone's going to give there. And then, like we just mentioned, Drew Pine uh, first start last week and they got their first one of the year. But it was 24 17 against Cal. Um, and they gave up 17 to them. And their defense is giving up 21 points a game. It's just the offenses, I think, are going to be more successful than the defenses. Like Marshall ran all over them. Um, North Carolina doesn't run the ball all that much. They like to air it out more. But with the game being in uh, North Carolina, too, compared to being um, in South Bend, I just think the crowd's going to play a little bit into this one. And I think it'd just be a fun over to have because like, of the offense that North Carolina has. And they're poor defense, and then you feel like or Notre Dame's going to find if they want to win this ball game, they got to find a way to score points to keep up with this North Carolina offense. So I feel like fifty-seven and a half is a good bet. I like that pick. Um, okay, for my first play, I thought about it. I, you know, what have I been doing? I need to do anything different. Start the year six and thirteen. Got to attack it somewhat different. Approach your bets different. Why wait for Saturday? We have college football on Thursday this week, and I only got one thing to say. <laughs> no bet against the Hokies when Enter Sandman's pumping on a Thursday. Give me Vatek plus the two at home against a one and two West Virginia team that hasn't impressed me whatsoever. Vatek coming off a dominant defensive showing against Wofford. All high thoughts <laughs> in my head. Give me Vatek plus the two at home. Enter Sandman is going to be rocking. That place is going to be a nut house. Thursday night football. Give me the Hokies. God. Well, that over I'm, five and a half wins for uh, West Virginia is not looking too good on my end. Right. I, I was going to say, I'm not, this isn't going against anybody's bet. I'm just going to say, here we go. Here we fucking go. We're not going no, against anybody's bet. Talk. talk about this bet. I'm just going to say, both of these teams are going to battle for who's just shittier than the other because really they're both just bad football teams. Okay. Well, Vatek's going to win. Plus two at home. I understand, man. Thursday night. Come on. Give me the Hokies. Uh, all right, Schaefer, let's swing back around to you. Sure. Uh, I'm going to take a very, very late nighter. I think it's the last na- game of the night. I'm taking uh, Utah minus 14 and a half on the road at Arizona State. 14 and a half is a stinky number, but to be completely honest, I just don't see this being very close. Um, the more I really look at this pick, it's starting to become one of my favorites. This Arizona State team, unlike Nebraska, where we thought, you know, they're going to get up for Mickey Joseph and play hard, and which they did. They came out hot and they started playing hard. I don't see that being the case in Tempe. I, I think it's ugly. You know, you see some of the scandals that have been going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's good to get Herm out, but man, I think this team is in the dumps and they just lost to a bad Eastern Michigan team. They rank 105th in passing yards on offense. Well, that's the strength of this Utah defense. They rank in the top 10 in giving up passing yards uh, defensively. They're going to give Emory Jones an absolute nightmare. And really, since that Florida game, Cam Rising has been on an absolute tear. He's got eight touchdowns, uh, one pick, and this offense is just starting to roll. 
there's nothing on that Arizona State defense that scares me. I think Utah's going to come in pissed off, uh, good start to conference play, and just get on a roll and beat them down early. Let me tell you firsthand, when you fire a coach and bring in somebody else the next week, that doesn't make it a different team. May they play harder? Yes. Does that make them suck less? No. <laughs> so I like how, do you know about, how do you know about Is that there, I don't know. It's a hunch. Just a hunch. There, it's not like I saw it. Is there any rivalry that is going to be like less looked forward to than Arizona, Arizona State, the duel in the desert? What a – Arizona? Talk about two teams battling for who shit oh. Oh. Arizona? I, I am shocked by the people that go to that game. Dude, that place is actually pretty loud, and there's hey, like a that, decent chunk. What else are you doing, game. Tucson? Great Saturday yeah. night game versus NDSU this last weekend. That's actually a good win for the program. Yeah, that's a great win. Two that's, one. So, that's so bad. That's so bad. JP, that's a great right win over that FCS program. I'd probably pay a couple of dollars to get a win against an FCS team at this point. <laughs> Fuck me. You already got one. North Dakota, shit. Did you see them this week? That over? That was on a bad beat. That was on a bad beat. They ran two two trick plays to take the to win that game and take the over. It was great. So great fighting bad. Hawks. Yeah, and pretty, we only yeah. give up 17 to them. How, that tells you how bad North Dakota's offense is when they're not running trick plays. Um, okay, let's go to JP for another play. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go to a team that I am not fond of personally, uh, but I'll take Michigan minus the, I think it's 16. 16 and a half. Put me on that as well. Okay, I'll take, yeah, I'll take Michigan minus the 16 and a half. I do think Maryland is good. They're getting better. Mike Loxley is making that a reputable program. They have weapons on the outside. Uh, Tulia is not a bad quarterback. However, he has not seen a defense like this. He has not been to the big house, I don't believe, in his tenure. Uh, that Michigan team could run the football and control an offensive line as good as they were last year, if not better. They still have the ability to run with Corum. And when you bring in a new quarterback uh, into the new starting role in McCarthy, how – much as a playbook open when he has the legs and he has the ability to kind of move, you know, move the pocket and go downfield a little bit better than McNamara did. That I, I think is a big deal. And now it's first Michigan hasn't played a soul. I understand that. I literally have played three of the worst teams in the FBS, but I think they're hungry, man. I think this is a team that still thinks they're getting overlooked a little bit this year, even though they're ranked in the top four or five, I think they want to make a statement against a team that actually has a little bit of a name to it. Right. So I'll take the 17. I think it's just going to be um, – they might give up two or three scores or a big plays to uh, a very explosive Maryland offense with great receivers on them. But I don't think it's going to be enough to stop the line of scrimmage in the run game and the ability to control a football game in the big house. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Michigan. And I'm pretty – I feel really good about that. i got to be honest with you. I point the – I ditto every point that he made. The only other thing I would add is I think you got to look at Maryland last week, right? They have an SMU team that comes in, puts up a really good fight against them. Granted, SMU is one of those teams that's usually better every year. I think they're down last yeah. this year than they have the last two years, and they still put up that fight. I think they're not ready for a big yeah. player like Michigan, and I think they handle this easily. It's my favorite play of the week for sure. Yeah, you saw Tanner Mordecai really do kind of whatever he wanted to that Maryland defense. Like Mordecai yep. had a day through the air. Uh, SMU moved the ball fine. They, I mean, they just kind of made a couple mistakes, and Maryland took advantage of it. I think that's the difference between a Big Ten team and a, a team that's kind of reevaluating or not reevaluating, rebuilding itself a little bit in the American Conference. So, yeah, I mean, 
control the line of scrimmage, win Big Ten football games. That's kind of what that comes down to. That that duo you talked about, JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum, is lethal. Is lethal. Those two can run, and they are good, and they have experience, and they're just getting better. I love that play as well. So that takes one of the three off my board as well. I have the sixteen and a half. Reese. I'm going to stick with a team that's won me money the past two weeks. And that's USC by six and a half against Oregon State. I'm going to Reacher Stadium. The machine. Um, you just can't go away from a team that's winning you money. And they're hot. I mean, they're averaging 50 points a game. They're giving up 20. It's just like that in the North Carolina Notre Dame game to me. It's USC is going to continue to put up points. Is that Oregon State's offense can find a way to do it? I just don't think they do. Like that spread with the Fresno State with um, Hayner. That, I mean, that's supposed to be a high-powered offense. And they found a way to only give up. 17 they scored 45 it's it's just lincoln riley and williams are in sync right now and they're using all the weapons taking full advantage um oregon state's better than what oregon state is used to but i just you still don't see their defense being able to keep up and stop this offense like i said it's giving them this scoring 50 points a game so i like usc by at least at least a touchdown if not more so love it Okay, let's go to Schaefer for one more play before I give my last pick since those two are done. Before we do that, I want to mention really quick since Schaefer took Utah, it sounds like Cam Rising has just done too much the last two weeks. He might be a little tired, so he could have a bad day and they could lose. So just to make that point, throw that in there. Could happen. Um, just, just to save my ass. I'm not forgetting. Uh, okay, Schaefer, give us another play. I have two more, by the way. Um, I told you. Okay, uh, I'm going to take the over in the LSU New Mexico game. Disagree. Sounds like an under. Has under written all over it. <laughs> what do you think, Jake? Uh, you think, why do you think over? I just think 45 oh. points is just not, not a lot. Um, I think LSU's going to just be fine offensively. Jaden Daniels has actually been pretty solid for the interesting start that LSU has had. He's 57 of 82. Um, with over 550 passing yards. I think that this LSU team can put up points against a fucking New Mexico team. I don't think it really comes down to their offense is that impressive. It's just, I mean, come on. It's an SEC offense going up against one of the bottom tier Mountain West teams. There should be no reason this team can't put up 38 points, 40, 42. And then on the other end, I think New Mexico gets a couple of garbage uh, touchdowns. I don't, not, no, no great science behind this. I just think the points should be scored for what the matchup says. So that's what I'm going to go with. I thought the same thing last weekend, Jacob, with that whole that whole Iowa-Nevada, but then Nevada's offense is just so fucking dog shit. They can't score the points. So. Okay. Got to find the Lobos to score some points. Schaefer. You are – that's different. You took that. Reese, I, I will say – Reese, I will say this, that Nevada-Iowa game, I literally thought that play was going to hit for you because they were going to call that game and not be able to resume it. Yeah. I thought it was going to end 17 nothing because it was going to get canceled. I literally thought they were not going to cover because of that. I was nervous for you. Uh, I thought they couldn't start kickoff. I, could, I thought they couldn't resume games in the Big Ten after midnight. Or did they start before that? They can start it whenever? 12.45 was in, uh, it kicked for the last time. or Jesus. But, okay, I will give my last pick, and then we'll go back to Schaefer to finalize, and we'll go into one of the seven games JP wants to talk about. Um, my last play is a five-way parlay totaling plus 134 is all. It includes Michigan's money line, Kansas's money line, which is the lowest value in that, and it's minus 250. I feel like Lawrence is actually going to be behind that team. They're going to have a crowd. It's the big game. It worries me a little bit because Duke's shown some things, especially on the road at Northwestern. 
Um, then the other sides are Houston, who plays at home against Rice. Uh, Oklahoma, who plays at home against Kansas State. I don't need him to blow him out. I just need him to win. And then Florida State, who might be one of the most unexpected 3-0 teams in the country. Granted, I don't know if they truly deserve it. They look very eh against Louisville. Um, but I have them winning at home against Boston College. I think that fan base gets a little bit more involved with them starting off 3-0. So the lines on those are Florida State is minus 900. Oklahoma is minus 500. Houston's minus 900. KU's minus 250, and Michigan is minus 800. Toy room for plus 134, just a unit play. I feel pretty good about it, except for Kansas. I just hope they win, and I will be cheering for them. So that is my final play. Schaefer. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go into – this could arguably – it definitely is a top three game of the weekend, and I'm going to go with our beloved Hogs. I'm going to take Arkansas's money line here um, at just plus 105. It just simply comes down to, man, it's like betting against Iowa in Texas A&M. I, this, this offense just has got to prove it. It's me. not good. It's really, really bad. Uh, Max Johnson has not been the answer they were looking for. Uh, scoring He's 17 been better. Points. He was better than Haynes King. <laughs> better, yeah. Right, right, like polishing, polishing a turd. Um, they're coming off 17 points against Miami, 14 points against App State. Um, this team – Lost the yardage battle last week, 392 to 264. You take an Arkansas team with weapons on that other side with Hazelwood, with KJ Jefferson. Rocket Sanders uh, Rocket, has been nice. Rocket Sanders is insane. He's Rocket for a reason. That guy is light speed. Um, and they talk about last week, I think it was almost a look ahead game for them. Uh, they were battling Missouri State, and I was watching God, that they game. They were battling, weren't left. they? I was like, Ugh. They kicked a field goal, I think, to go up three. Missouri State did. And I'm like, oh, shit. Or maybe it was 10. And then immediately, two plays. Bam, bam. Rocket Sanders, gone. 75-yard touchdown. They get a three and out. And punt return, 80 yards. Bam. This team can score fucking fast. And I think they got the weapons. Talk about a storyline that would have been. Yeah. (laughs) Bobby Petrino coming back to Fayetteville. (laughs) Old Bobby boy said, call them hogs. (laughs) <laughs> but but don't forget Texas A&M defense pretty good only allowed 17 to App State and looked pretty good last week against a below average Miami team but it could be the difference that could happen I agree I agree with your counterpoints thought about all these counterpoints uh the fact that it comes down to me is just is Texas A&M going to be able to score 21 points that's just the question I gotta see and that's a fair question too I'm hopping on that one with you I was gonna talk about that game too However, Texas yeah, A&M minus five, which is one of the ones that I did not place, would have hit last week. So that would have been nice. So I, I like to play there. It's definitely the one one of them that I wanted to talk about as well. Uh, and I, I basically had the same kind of look as Schaefer did where I'm thinking uh, bumper pool on the backside of that Arkansas defense. You have Drew Stevens there as well. It's a great linebacking core that has been good all year. I mean, they did give up late points to Cincinnati in that second half that – but it was week one. You had your scuffs out. You've played more games since. Can they do just enough to help their offense get over a hump with that really good A&M defense? I think so. If I'm taking K.J. Jefferson to not lose a game over Max Johnson, I think I feel comfortable with that. Um, it is neutral site, so you're not going into Kyle Field. You know That helps, uh, as I, I think that would be more of an advantage than A&M going into uh, was it Donald Reynolds. Donald W. Reynolds. So I think that's a legitimate point is that's a 
better rounded team that hasn't seen the hiccups. And I think they've been challenged. I think they've had a little more uh, get up on them. A&M, I think Miami's good, but that I don't think that Miami defense is as good as they looked last week. So I don't think Miami's good, dude. I don't think they're good. I am not sold on that team whatsoever. They've had such rough starts to every game that they've played. Granted, they end up getting a little bit of light at the end of the games. I just not sold on Miami. And plus, there's 12 people that go to those games, too. I fucking, I'm starting to despise that. Like, I hate USC and UCLA. Um, okay, JP, give us another game that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. I, we kind of talked about before we started recording. Uh, Indiana might, or plus 17, or it might be 16 and a half, depending on where you look. Against I thought 19 and a half. I think it might have. I don't know if it opened I where thought it opened, but. But that that just feels like a higher number than it needs to be. I don't think this number was that high last year when Indiana wasn't as good and Cincinnati was much better. I think that line well, was wasn't that our player of the week, like week two or three. Yeah, we took Cincinnati plus yeah, two and a half, I think, against them at at Indiana. Yeah. Yep. It's just I don't think Indiana's that bad. Yes, they didn't look good last week, but I don't think they are that outmatched with this Cincinnati team. I really don't. So that's an interesting one I wanted to talk about because I still think Bezalak, man. I, I get why you guys are saying Penix is so much better. I was going to say. dude went to Washington with a better offensive-minded head coach, a better weapon, and Bezalak is now where he is. And look at the number comparisons with them. And Pennington – or oh, why did I just say Pennington? Chad Pennington. Yeah. Pennix well, <laughs> <laughs> had time Fry Fogel to throw to. Bezalak's got nobody. And he's got yeah. better numbers. That's so, man. That's that's one I see a little bit, maybe a little bit too high. Maybe a little. Um, I feel like we need to mention a headline that we might have missed is Michigan State got d- dismantled on the road at Washington. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. how we walked over that game. Is, Bring it up, Pinnock. No, I was. I agree, but this is a big game for the West as far as like Minnesota is concerned. They're going into East Lansing this weekend. I think they got to win a game too. Yeah, I thought about Minnesota in that spot, but I feel like Michigan State's got to come back with some sort of answer. And you got to think of the travel. I feel like people don't factor this in as much, but traveling from Michigan to Washington, time difference, playing that late at night, I do think it has a little bit of effect. Maybe not as much as people think, but like Michigan State just looked out overmatched by a Washington team that was, I don't know, that game went under the radar. We missed it recapping it, but Penix was throwing absolute dimes in that game and Washington looked pretty good. It looked like the Washington team that people expected last year. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man. Crazy week. We a lot of them we looked over. What about that Minnesota game? Let's drive into that one. I think that's a big one. I agree, Schaefer. I think it has all the West implications for Minnesota. It kind of opens the door if they lose it. Um line is I don't two. remember off the top of my head two. That's right. Um and I believe Minnesota is the are they the favorite? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. God. So Minnesota is the favorite against the ranked Michigan State team um, coming off a tough loss at Washington. So what do we feel about that game? I feel like that line stinks a little bit just because I think it's a big, big game for Minnesota, almost bigger than Michigan State, who's put themselves in the back seat in that that side. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we haven't seen anything out of Minnesota, right, like as far as like who they played. I mean, good God. New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and Colorado. Colorado's a powerhouse. You you couldn't pick three worst games to play, um, and that was kind of what we saw with Michigan State last week, right? Uh, they were played Akron and Western Michigan, and we're like, they've beaten these two teams down, but we don't know what we're gonna get. Um, so we know that Michigan State's vulnerable. Minnesota might be, but we don't know yet, and it's we're gonna find out. 
statistically, Minnesota ranks at the top in yards for offense in the country. They rank second defensively in total yards. They also rank second, but I'm not going to go by stats playing against these bad teams. This is what I will say. Schaefer, I think I was going to kind of knock you going into the stats a little bit, but I'm about to do the same thing. (laughs) Washington would not let Michigan State run the football. They could not run the football. I think they ran for less than 70 yards total. Minnesota has basically the same defense from last year that was in a top 10 and rush defense last year. So I think that's a big piece of this. I want to put my nose straight on Minnesota and see if I can't get a win there. At the same time, I'm like, is it too good to be true? Like, is that just, is this a weird spot where Vegas is begging you to go one side and it's obviously the other? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I feel like Michigan State, I I just feel like they're kind of lost without that presence of Kenneth Walker. They're lost. I'm not sold on Peyton Thorne. I I really don't think he's that good. It's a big spot for Minnesota. I think they win the football game, honestly. I don't think East Lansing has a terrible environment. Granted, I think there's a little bit of home field advantage, but I don't think it's as big as like to make an impact on the game in in total. We'll see, though. What time is that game? I think it's a a six. Is it it an early game? I thought it was a two. Is it 2.30? Yeah, we got a nooner. I'm, I'm, nooner. I'm on the side of of Minnesota. I just think you are going to take Minnesota, back, or that's where you're leaning. I, I, I'm leaning that way. I think the backfield okay. of Minnesota is fantastic. Um, and like you, yeah, hard you to have marks. a bad. Backfield. I think I think Michigan State needs Kenneth, Kenneth Walker more than they kind of realized. I he was fuck. He was a stud last year, and it's just been it's apparent. It's a big shoe to fill, and the, the offense kind of does look lost. Even in that Western Michigan game, they've shown that they were kind of stagnant. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. So, I think that is going to be a under the radar game that people need to talk about more. That's all I'm going to say. I like it. Uh, JP, give us another game to speak on. Yeah, let's. Do you guys want to talk about uh, a big line, or do you want to talk about one that should get more attention as the week goes on? Uh, let's talk about both. You pick first. Yeah, yeah I was going to say where you start. Okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll save the other one for last because I think we'll be a lot of conversation about it. Uh, Kentucky minus 25 and a half versus NIU. Uh, this I am waiting for two reasons. Uh, one reason is I want to see the status of Rocky Lombardi. Uh, is he going to play this weekend? Or are they going to hold him out for conference? What is the situation on that? Is that going to be something? Because uh, I think it make, makes a big difference. Uh, NIU kind of not necessarily their wheels fell off, but they did. I mean, their offense ran out of gas last week without Lombardi running the show there. Uh, blowing a lead to Vanderbilt that I was on the side of. Um, Fucking crazy game, by the way. But that, game was that Kentucky defense bad. is really good. And so if you have a backup quarterback in, you're going to run into some issues. But second, is Kentucky looking forward to next week, right? So is, that's kind of the two things that I'm looking at is, will Rocky Lombardi play? And is this too much of a look-ahead spot uh, for – Kentucky, right? So that's something I want to kind of gauge you guys on. I know uh, maybe you guys haven't looked at that game too much, but uh, I, I actually have. I, I, I mean, looking at it, I think 25 is just a lot for a, a Kentucky team that's played some poor teams this year and only as the max they put up was 37 against Miami of Ohio. I don't think that that's a testament of their offense not being very good. I think it's just kind of the style that play. I think Will Epps is, is a good quarterback, but I think Stoops has them slow it down and rely more on their defense. And like you said, JP, they got a huge game next week. And I think 
Kentucky's just going to – they're kind of one of those teams. They kind of remind me of like a like a Kansas State of the SEC nowadays. They just – they play really good defenses. They hold on to leads, but their offense isn't just going to absolutely blow you away. But with a quarterback like that, you're not going to find them making mistakes either. Uh, so 25 and a half is a lot. And I – can Northern Illinois score 10? Yeah, don't overthink yourself, Shaver. You just mentioned it. They've only scored 37 points. They've been pl- playing a slower style. They only scored 31 last week against a team that didn't score at all in Youngstown State. You're asking for an NIU touchdown here to cover with the way that offense plays. So, I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting line. What, would you lean the 20 plus 26 or to cover, JP? No, I'd, I would not be playing NIU here at all. What if Lombardi comes out and he's playing? I wouldn't bet the game at all then. Yeah, I'm staying away. If, stay, if stay, he's playing, stay. I'm not even touching it. Yeah, I feel like this will be a tall tale sign. It could be a lookover spot too, like you mentioned. That's a good point because they got Ole Miss next week, right? Yep. Yes. There it is. And okay, JP, what is the was what's the under the radar game that you want to talk about? Iowa State and Baylor. Mm. Yeah, we got it. We got to mention it. We didn't. You didn't do your preview. We both talked about it. JP and I both did our team previews for next week. I don't even have one. Chaver, you guys are a, a three point favorite against. The number 17 team in the country and Baylor, how are we feeling? What are we thinking? JP, what's your thoughts on the line in the game? Schaefer, give you a little spiel, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen every Big 12 team officially play now, I think, uh, looking on the top of my head. So I kind of know what to expect going into every game. Uh, Baylor, man, I, I think that they're big, they're physical, they're fast. Uh, which could give Iowa State some problems, but I got to see it from Blake Shapin, man. I just don't think he can throw the fucking ball. Um, the BYU game was really a testament to that. They ran the ball a zillion times. And I think last week against Texas State, their main back, who's very good, he rushed for over 150 yards last week. They gave him the ball like 30 times. So you're going to see them trying to ground, ground and pound this Iowa State team, which is something – Iowa State hasn't seen this year yet. Um, you thought you'd see it more out of Iowa, but uh, this isn't the running attack that Iowa's had in the past, so it's not a great look for Iowa State going into this week, in my personal opinion. Um, d- offensively, uh, can we just keep the pace that we play? I mean, this is a faster pace offense that Iowa State's had in previous years. Um, that's a big defensive line for Baylor. It's a good defensive line, and Doyle in the middle at middle linebacker is solid. Um, so it's going to be easily the best defense we play. Offensively, I'm just not that scared. I, what I am scared of is we talked about it in the Ohio game, special teams, man. I think was it last year a kickoff return or a punt return back for a touchdown was the seal of the game. And it's kind of been Iowa State's bread and butter with this 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 team is that we got to stay away from the mental mistakes uh, on the special teams. I think at home, Iowa State can do it. They're they're They've gone back and forth. It's been Baylor's won the last two home games. Iowa State's won the last two in Jack Trice. Um, and, yeah, there's kind of a little hatred for Baylor. This is a big game, and I think Iowa State's favored for a good reason, to be completely honest. You've also seen the public like Iowa State, too. I mean, this line went from one to three in about a day yeah. and a half, two days. Uh, and I don't always like being on the side of the public, but – However, it doesn't always scare me away from things. Uh, if I was playing here, I'd take the home team as well. Uh, my whole thing is, can like can Iowa State hold up to that run? Can they 
hold up just on the defensive side because they haven't really been challenged yet. Mm-hmm. Like there are holes there, but I don't know if Baylor has the goods to expose it necessarily. And when you're talking about two teams who may try to, you know, run more of a slower style, more of a pro set style, you know, uh, control the downs, control the line of scrimmage, things like that. Three points is about the tipping point for a lot of those lines, right? Once you get yeah. to four or five, you're like, do I really think this is a touchdown game, right? And so three is about the max I would even think about it because I just think you get in the Vegas zone at four and five in college football. Like these are two teams. A Dave Aranda team's not going to beat itself. A Matt Campbell team has traditionally not beat itself. Yeah, it's like two. Teams. It's going mean, to come down to very very similar. Yeah, it it's tough, man. But I think it's a game that should get more eyes on it than. Uh, well, they put us in a did. shitty spot. ESPN two at eleven o'clock is just a shitty spot. I don't know if that sounds like a Beth Mullins game. Yeah, I just There's, don't love that time. Like, I don't know why we got put in that spot. It's just interesting to me. I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure what I think of it yet. But if I was going, I'd play Iowa State. Um, but we're gonna have to just look at that one more and more as the week goes. I'm not sure. I'm telling if it'll you, be a play. I, I, whoever wins, whoever wins the line of scrimmage in that game is gonna win the game. Because Iowa State's got to put the emphasis on stopping that run game. Ranks fourth in the country. Like you said, they haven't been throwing the ball very well. However, and their two wins, not including the loss at BYU, they have put up a shitload of points. So it comes down to making some stop. And do you think Jaron Hall at BYU is a better quarterback than Deckers? I think he's more seasoned. He's been around the block a little bit more. But, like, he's not the gunslinger that Deckers is set out to be, right? Right. Uh, Yeah, that's And they they do possess a little bit of different – skill sets right like you think jaron hall a little more speed a little more get you out of the pocket uh yep. make your quick easy throws um although he's very talented and then you have a deckers who is a little bigger bodied more of your drop back make a big play and then uh power run game a little bit with him so they are different quarterbacks and they are very different offensive schemes um but i do think there's more raw talent on the deckers side than there is a jaron hall at this point um maybe you know maybe deckers doesn't pan out and there or maybe he pans out and Jaron Hall just gets that much better. Right. So, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, that I, Baylor defense is no joke, but they've also been vulnerable through the air, which is yeah. where Iowa State has kind of made their bank, uh, getting the ball out quick, having the ability to just get up and down the field, making plays rather than trying to go home run style, but they have the weapons to do so. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Schaefer, another point you got to add on to Iowa state is going back to your special teams point. They have to punt the football well to begin with. Yeah. Not only cover it, but punt it well. Because right. Baylor's inside the red zone, they finish drives, man. They're number one in the country in red zone efficiency. They finish drives. So yeah. you got to look at they got to play their they got to play the field position game, and they got to take advantage of it. That's why this line sits the over forty four and a half is what I'm seeing. Over under forty four and a half is all. Um, so this is we'll like see what happens. Twenty four, twenty one written all over it. Like that's immediately what I thought in my mind. You're just thinking of Oklahoma State last year, so you can think positively. That's what it is. Oh, is that-, that was the final score. Oh, Sweet good. Caroline, Brock. Um, Rick, what do you think? you think Iowa State or Baylor this week? I would lean with the home team. Got to, right? My friend. Jack Trice going to be rocking. Shape, are you going to be there? Yeah, that I will. Um, that's going to be interesting because the crowd, the last two home games, we haven't had anything. I mean, fucking Southeast Missouri and Ohio last week is just a dud. So this is the first big home game of the season. 
And I don't like JP talked about it, it's going under the radar. And that's the thing, JP, is like Cyclone fans, like I don't feel like we're talking about it enough how big this game is, besides like obviously myself and other Well, you got a bigger game next week. You got to go to Lawrence. I quoted it and said last week, Jalen Daniels is going to keep me up all, all week next week. That guy's a fucking stud. He, but that will be next week's topic. Oh, look at even the fan base is overlooking it. Give me yeah. Baylor. Give me Baylor. <laughs> so, uh, no, I think Campbell got on him for those special teams mistakes in the Ohio game. I think we're going to tighten it up. But I think, God, I mean, I would imagine the crowd's going to be good, but you never know. Those 11 o'clock games are fucking take some time to wake up. So the second half might be better than the first. Love it. Okay. That covered a lot in week four. There's some good games out there. Probably a better across the board um, than week three. It was pretty bad last week, but we have some plays out there. One matching play. Uh, I think seven or eight total. It's going to be a good week. Positive vibes only. Best of luck to the teams playing of our favorites. Um, it's It was fun. We appreciate you being here. Let's let – who wants to pick the song? Anybody have something in mind? Go ahead, Shafe. I think it's Shafe. Yeah. Thank you, Shafe's over the century on this shit. I wanted to – no, no, no. The last time he did pick in the arms of an angel okay. – I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling Matt Campbell, big game this weekend. I want to go Power by Kanye West. I love it. Okay. I love it. Fire it up. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. We appreciate you being here, and we'll see you next time. Open. We ain't got nothing to lose, everybody we roll